0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out
1: of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around
0: once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Hey, it's your host John Reed again. Uh, Just like last time, just a few days ago, we brought out our one episode that was our San Diego Comic-Con coverage. We're talking about the different trailers uh, that came out of Comic-Con and some of the other announcements, but it was a long episode. So we decided to split it in half, and uh, our talk on our Tom Cruise movies, Cocktail and Rain Man, is this episode. So we're just going to jump right into our discussion on the Tom Cruise movies, and... um, if you want to check out, if you haven't heard, but you want to check out all of our talk on the San Diego Comic-Con trailers, then go ahead and go back to episode number 196. You can listen to that. But this time around, it's going to be Pat and John talking about our what we like or maybe what we had some problems with in Cocktail and Rain Man. Um, so we're, we're actually going to talk about the two movies together. So yeah, kind of a, a general Tom Cruise-ery. That's not even a word. It can't it, be it now. now. It, it can be now. I, I like now. Tom Cruise movies. Um, so yeah. Oh! Wow! Oh. I don't even want to get this started.
1: Did you read Harry Potter yet?
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So read the first two books right. on, on in, our vacation in like a day. Um. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Do you know what I'm and, saying? And, like and the end of the chapters, like on, I can't stop this oh, now. Know. And we're on book three right now, so. And mm. I'm just gonna say book three
1: stuff starts to happen.
0: All right. Well, that's we're we're getting there. So Nora, John, get to the back half, but get to
1: the back quarter of that book and okay. tell me if you can't stop reading. Okay. Or if you can't stop reading, or if you're just reading as fast as possible because it's okay. like, oh my gosh, oh my well, gosh. That, oh and my that's gosh. kind of
0: become because John and I do uh, the Hunger Games books that we read for bedtime. Right. And Nora and I have now started since I didn't have a series that Nora and I were reading. Right. I just said, hey Nora, I need to read these Harry Potter books because people keep bothering me to read them. Okay. So let's read that for bedtime. So we got the. She read through the first and second book, okay. and um, then we got the third book, and so now that's what we're reading a chapter a night for, okay. for bedtime, so when we get there, we will you'll probably get a text message from me. Anytime we'll, you want to so, text. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I want to get into this right now, okay, because this is like a whole other conversation in and of itself. Foreshadowing. The uh, the stuff about the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 getting fired, did you see any of that? Yeah, other?
1: he sent some tweets, was it recently or no. years ago?
0: It was like 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, and he got fired for him. Yeah. So, I have comments about that. I'm, I might wait until, because I, Jeff, I know, was very upset about that and had some comments about it. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm bothered by the fact that somebody gets fired for something they did 10 years ago. I understand that the stuff that he said was inappropriate, and I, we're not going to get into more detail on it here, but yeah. um, my understanding is that he apologized for a lot of that stuff back when he said it in, like, Mm. 2009, 2010, 2011, whatever it was. Mm. My understanding, and maybe I'm wrong on this, so nobody jumped down my throat, but my understanding is he apologized Mm -hmm. for this roughly 10 years ago. Right. Before he made any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and now all of a sudden Disney, who would have known about these tweets when he made the first two, now all of a sudden is firing him from the third movie saying, you know, it doesn't fit with the Disney brand, and it doesn't It's from 10 years ago. As as I understand it, the guy apologized. Yeah. So I guess part of my worry with some of this is it feels like we're reaching a point where if you say anything wrong ever in your life, no matter whether you've apologized and whether it was a decade ago or 20 years ago or whatever, you can be raked over the coals for any mistake that you've ever made. Right. So, I, Yeah. I, I worry about that a little bit. I'm, I'm not saying that what he said wasn't inappropriate, right? So I, I'm not not disputing that part of it. I'm just a little worried about I'm a little worried about our sense of forgiveness mm-hmm. and reconciliation and that kind of stuff. Yeah. As opposed to, well, that's that's horrible. That's wrong. It's inappropriate. Fired. Done. Yeah. Never work again that mm. yeah I'm a worried about that part.
1: I you know it's 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 a hard deal and then it's it's it would take a discussion and I'm right. not going to pretend to have well it, right. you all discuss because I've got it figured out I wouldn't because right. oh, no, yeah. then the question is I mean well yeah what about uh Roseanne uh, Arnold or, Barr or whatever yeah. It, yeah, you yeah. know her should she be reinstated in right. the show I mean that's where we have to mm-hmm. figure that out right you know right and you're right we are in a time now where it it, it is it's just like mm-hmm. it's like whoa that mm-hmm. you know you, you pull back from it and you know
0: you I haven't read but the it, comics it gets to the point where it's like what's your statute of limitations on saying something stupid right I mean stupid and inappropriate and right you know
1: yeah and I honestly I just was googling like, yeah what yeah. did he say because I saw it and for me it's just kind of like okay yeah. I mean I
0: okay yeah and I see that there's a I mean, backlash. he was joking about some stuff that was highly inappropriate. Right. Especially if you're working for Disney and right things like that. But Disney would have known, unless Disney didn't do their homework. Right. And Disney hasn't been on the yeah. internet for the last 15 years. But yeah. I have a hard time believing that the mouse would hire somebody without vetting them first. Yeah. And saying, hey, they're going to represent our company, so...
1: Yeah, I know. And I, I, yeah. I again, I get confused. I mean... I, I'd be. if have and if I just came out and said you're right. They should hire the guy back in mm. because then I'm. am uh, Then I have to take a look and say well, all these other folks. You know you. you right. got to look at right. this well, case by case right. and discuss it. And you got to discuss it without people wanting to take your head off. Right. But you got to question. Well, if it's right for this, is it right for this? Right. And unfortunately, we're in a very politicized time where it's an us and them. Right. And I hate to say it, right, wrong, or indifferent. A lot of people that tend to be more conservative feel they're under attack by the news media, the right. film, the, the pop culture world out there. Mm-hmm. So anytime it's on the flip side, mm-hmm. when, oh, well, this person said this, they're gonna point to that. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, hey, let's just take a look and see if this makes sense or not, or, or th- th- that's gone. Yeah. And that's just kind of the world that we live in now. Yeah. Now, we all gotta take steps to get out of that world, mm-hmm. but now does that mean that, hey, everyone gets a pass going ahead, we're okay? Does that mean, like, yeah, he said things that were offensive, but you know what, let's let him be forgiven. Vote mm-hmm. with your pocketbooks. Right. But and th- then on the flip side, do all the liberals have to right. be there when, okay, well, then we put Roseanne back? I mean, right, right. I don't have the answers. I'm not going to pretend yeah. to have the answers. Oh, yeah. but, but but it's not, none of this happens in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And everything, that, you know, there's a political line on everything now. right And it's there is no nuance. Right. It's us. And them, and for whatever side you're on, and so I don't know. I can't pretend to have the answer. Oh yeah, yeah. Other than to say I don't flip and get (laughs) social media. So why would you? I mean, sometimes I make jokes and I'm like, God, I can't believe I said that out loud. I hope I don't offend anyone. like why would you put it on the internet so Mm -hmm. someone can find it later? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Somebody posted something on one of the other <laughs> yeah. accounts, Twitter accounts that I kind of follow, posted a, a picture from an old um, Aquaman comic book mm-hmm. on the uh, on Twitter the other day, and it was it was something like, and it was from like old old Aquaman stuff, so a, a more innocent time, yeah, and. Uh, the thing was, Aquaman was talking about how he was going to use his money or use something to create a, a place where sailors could come and, and it would be like a, I don't know if it was like for injured sailors or something like that, or, or a rehab place for sailors. Mm-hmm. And it was like Aquaman's home for seamen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaning like S E A M E N. Yeah. And I, I replied back by saying, There's a joke here, but I'm not going to say it in case someday I'd like to direct a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> right. Right. I, I have a comment here that would be funny. Right. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and,
1: and it's like, that's, that's the thing is that, and I'm not, I'm not questioning this guy. Right. I'm not saying whether he should direct the stinking movie or he right. shouldn't. Right. But sometimes it just, it, it feels so false when, you know, it's like, okay, well, are you going to, we're going to put them into sensitivity training, and mm-hmm. then suddenly, you know, there's the, it came up with the uh, uh, Brewers, you know, the guy tweeted the stuff, that you know, the athlete tweeted, and yeah. they, they're doing this, you know, and all his players got behind him, and, you know, oh, I really, I kind of, I'm like, I don't know, that's for his close friends and colleagues and all this kind mm-hmm. of term. I don't think you need Pat Canigella weighing in on that, Right. I, I don't know, but is that, but then does that mean that businesses are turning a blind eye, and right. And we have to question these things, and yeah. we have to say, "Ah, oh, Pat, no, you're out of line. This was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I clearly, Fair I off. don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, you know, what was it? it was a Star Trek movie? I, um, oh, it was Star Trek Six, uh, Undiscovered Country. Right? Yeah. Remember how the the Vulcan like didn't believe the Federation was going to right? Yeah, spoilers. And so she sold them out, and at the very end, they were all walking on board, and uh, Uhura was sitting there, and she just said. Yeah, boy, I'm glad that they don't. You know, I'm glad they didn't ask my opinion because I kind of felt the way she did. And then there was the comment like, "Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well, we don't prosecute people for what they think." Mm-hmm. You know, and it's we do now. <laughs> yeah, but they're putting it out there. People are putting it out there. Yeah. It's like it. You're putting it on Twitter. You're putting right. it on Facebook. That's like going on the street corner and yelling it at the top of mm-hmm. your lungs. I mean, this isn't like writing it in your diary. Yeah. Right. Okay. You right. might have those thoughts. You might not. We're all human. And you've made your thoughts
0: public. So. Right.
1: But that's why we also have a brain. Right. That's why, like, you know, uh, we, we made a choice. Mm-hmm. Right? We made a choice. And I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say this. You know what? I'm going to pull that one back. I'm yeah. going to... Now, he apologized for it. And so that, yeah. there go, yeah. therein is the discussion and where it makes one right and one wrong right. and all that. But it's kind of like, dear God, just use a brain before you start posting <laughs> stuff out there. hmm you know, I bet you I could get some cheap laughs if I go in and tell a really inappropriate joke in front of the band. Mm-hmm. They're kids. They're that's not kids. the <laughs> th- that's not the appropriate mm-hmm. audience. Right. I mean, so I, yeah, I I that whole that thing and okay and everyone. I'm not calling this guy right or wrong. I'm not weighing in. I haven't even read about what he right. Bloody Well did. Right. I'm just saying. I'm I, I've been saying it since FaceTube came out. Why why are you surprised when people react negatively? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean
0: Yeah. J- yeah. Let's talk about Tom Cruise. Let's talk about Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my brain feels I gotta unfold my yeah. brain.
0: There you go. Um, would you like a cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> I would Just I'm, just so everybody's there's worth <laughs> going. There's ahead. a whole bunch of like work and voices and other stuff going on. Anybody we're I'm, we're not recording this from our normal like podcast. Studio stuff at my house and and you know other things. Uh, right. We had to record this one in my office at work and we work in a school and it's summertime. Right. So there's a bit of uh, it's a bit of, of uh, custodial work going on in in the uh, in the hallway. Yes. So we're clearing, hearing some cleaning some stuff, stuff up. So we're hearing people talk and ladders yeah. get moved around and things but, carted back and forth. Well, and let's talk about, Tom, like, I'm about Tom
1: Cruise in a time before social media.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's had his own problems. With
1: <laughs> yes. All kinds of stuff. I know.
0: I yeah. know. Yeah. All right.
1: Remember so, Polly in Goodfellas? Remember yeah. Polly? Yeah. Did you ever hear Polly tell anyone? Did he ever say anything over the phone? Did he ever? Mm-hmm. No. He's always like, just whispering in someone's ear.
0: Mm-hmm. He wouldn't tweet it. <laughs> it was a more innocent time, Pat.
1: Right now, I'm a race car, and I'm running in the Runnin
0: red, John, and you don't want a Race car in the red. I'm, a, I'm the guns of the Navarone. <laughs> um, wrong wrong movie. That's several years from now. Yeah. That'll be fun to talk about. I can't wait 20 years from now. <laughs> we get to talk about... It's Batman, and then when Batman's done, it's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, all right, so two movies, and we're going to kind of talk about these two movies together, so we'll, we'll blend together just a little bit, um, and I will, I'll run through the uh, information that I've got on both of them. Real quick, and then uh, we'll play the trailers for them, too, and then we'll just kind of talk about them in general. Yes. Um, I also, after I play the trailers, I have a couple podcasts. We kind of did a, an exchange. I gave them a commercial for our podcast for them oh, to play cool. on theirs. Which so podcast So I've got a they? podcast commercial for them that we're going to play after we play the trailers okay. for these movies. Um, it's called The Importance of Seeing Ernest." And it's a monthly podcast about the Ernest movies. Oh, fun. Like, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, you know, all those. Um, so I'm going to put their ad, I'll throw their ad in over the next few episodes on our podcast. Uh, and I'll do that after we run through the, uh, the okay. information in the trailers here. So if you hear that, that's that's what's happening there. I'm going to do the Dunkirk Minute. Okay. We're talking about podcasts. This is completely I, I random. I kind of feel like that would be a great podcast for you.
1: I, I might just do it on my own. And I'm not going <laughs> to release it to people because I can't yeah. release it. Like, I don't sure want to.
0: Ble- yeah, I I'm going to. I just, we can become the thirty podcast network. This and is like, what happen- We can have a whole bunch of different shows. We'll, we'll have a multiverse of podcasts. Multiverse, mm-hmm. because
1: like, this is what happens in the summer. Right now, mm-hmm. my brain is sort of like the Venom costume. Mm-hmm. It's just going all over the place, wherever it wants. Maybe it's the Carnage costume. Okay. I
0: don't sure. know. I'm gonna shut up. That's all right. That's cool about the podcast. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So first one, cocktail. Cocktail came out 29th of July, 1988, rated R, 1 hour and 44 minutes. Uh, Directed by Roger Donaldson, who did Species and Dante's Peak. Producer was Robert W. Court, who did the Three Men and a Baby movies, the Bill and Ted movies, and Mr. Holland's Opus. Ted Field was also a producer. He also did those same movies, Three Men and a Baby movies, Bill and Ted, and Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, Writers were Haywood Gould, who did The Boys from Brazil and One Good Cop. The cinematography was done by Dean Semler, who did *Road Warrior*, uh, the *Mad Max* movie, and uh, *Dances with Wolves* was his other one. Music was done by J. Peter Robinson, who did *The Wizard*, um, that video game movie with Fred Savage. Mm-hmm. Also did some episodes of *The Wonder Years*. Keep your offer. Or... There you go. And uh, *Wayne's World* did the music for *Wayne's World*, not the like soundtracky stuff, right. but like composed music. Uh, budget for this one was twenty million, and the box office was one hundred seventy-one point five million. Tom Cruise was Brian Flanagan. He was in Top Gun, Last Samurai, Mission Impossible. Brian Brown was uh, Doug Coughlin. Or Coughlin and uh, he was in FX, Breaker Morant. Elizabeth Shue was Jordan Mooney, uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3. I'm just going to say right now, because I probably will say it later too, but there's a few, there's a few 80s actresses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there are times where they're in movies where one of the male characters breaks their heart, Mm -hmm. and it makes me want to go hurt the male character for breaking that person's heart.
1: Is Elizabeth Shue one of those? Elizabeth
0: Shue in this movie, not Elizabeth Shue in every movie, but like in the Back to the Future movies and in this one, I kind of wanted to go beat the crap out of Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. It was that, and um, it was Laura Dern in that one movie we watched, Blue Velvet. I kind of wanted to hurt everybody and protect her.
1: I wanted to hurt everything afterwards. Well, I know you pelvic,
0: so I. <laughs> you just wanted to hurt something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to hurt the people that made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: I empathize with empathize. How with do you I'm like River's point.
0: Edge? Never mind. <laughs> I've given a name to my pain, boys. <laughs> it is River's Edge. Um, Lisa Baines played Bonnie. Uh, she was in Young Guns and The Trials of Rosie O'Neill. Lawrence Luckinbill played Mr. Mooney. He was in Star Trek V and The Boys in the Band. Uh, Kelly Lynch was Carrie Coglin. She was in Drugstore Cowboy and Roadhouse. Gina Gershon was Coral. She was in Red Heat and Face Off. Face Off. Face Off. Uh, Ron Dean was Uncle Pat. He was in The Breakfast Club and The Fugitive. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 5%. 5% from the critics. That's a low, low number. That might be the lowest number of a movie that we've covered so far. I can kind of see that. Can you? Okay. I can kind of see that. All right. Uh, Richard Corliss of Time Magazine said, "Cocktail is a bottle of Rotgut in a Dom Pérignon box." Jay Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel said, "This vacant, misshapen film is basically an extended beer commercial that presents the world as a ludicrous place populated by sex and cash and booze-crazed zomboids." Cruise, meanwhile, comes off as a somewhat taller Spuds McKenzie. Alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, audience gave it a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Cinema Score gives it a B+. Uh, it won the ASCAP, I just like saying that, uh, for top <laughs> box office film. Just, What's an Asgard? I just, I just, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's summertime, Pat. It's summer. Uh, also won, it won for most performed song from Motion Picture. It also won the 1989 Razzie Award for worst picture and worst screenplay.
1: I can see all of that. Okay.
0: Brian Flanagan, got this from Google. Uh, Brian Flanagan wants a high-paying marketing job but needs a business degree first, working as a bartender to pay for college. Flanagan is mentored by his veteran boss, Doug Coglin, uh, played by Brian Brown. Together, they sh- their showy tricks and charisma command large crowds and tip payments until Flanagan and the cynical Coglin have a falling out. Flanagan moves to Jamaica to raise enough money to open his own bar, where he falls in love with the artist Jordan Mooney. Okay, so that's that one. Now, Rain Man. Rain Man came out 16th of December, 1988, rated R, was two hours and 13 minutes. Brian Levinson uh, directed, he was also the director for The Natural, Good Morning Vietnam, and Bugsy. Producer was Mark Johnson, he also did Good Morning Vietnam, Galaxy Quest, and a few episodes of Breaking Bad. Writers for this one were Barry Morrow, who did the story and screenplay. Uh, He's also written Bill and Smitten. Ronald Bass did the screenplay. He did Dangerous Minds and What Dreams May Come. Mm -hmm. Cinematography done by John Seale, who did The Mosquito Coast, Dead Poets Society, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and Mad Max Fury Road. Basically a whole bunch of amazing things.
1: I was just gonna say, Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm.
0: I started looking at his cinematography list, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, wow. sir. <laughs> wow. Thank you for your work, good, sir. Good work. Uh, good work. And, and your favorite is in the next list, music done by Hans Zimmer, who also did Inception, Nolan's Batman trilogy, Man of Steel, and... Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Okay. Uh, budget was $25 million. Box office was $354.8 million. Dustin Hoffman played Raymond Babbitt, or The Rain Man. He was in Tootsie and The Graduate. Tom Cruise was Charlie Babbitt, uh, was in Minority Report and Jerry Maguire, uh, Valeria Galino was Susanna. She was in Big Top Pee-wee and Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Deux. Uh, Gerald R. Molin played Dr. Bruner. He was in Jurassic Park, Amistad, and Days of Thunder. Jack Murdoch, who died in 2001, played John Mooney. He was in Blue Thunder and Psycho 3. Michael D. Roberts played Vern. He was in Manhunter and Hostage. Ralph Seymour played Lenny. He was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Fletch. Lucinda Jenny played Iris. She was in Thelma and Louise and Practical Magic. And Bonnie Hunt played the waitress Sally Dibbs. She was in Jumanji and the Green Mile. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it an 89% for this one. Uh, Gene Siskel said the strength of the film is really that of Cruise's performance, his finest since Risky Business. Audience gave it a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and an A on CinemaScore. Won the Oscars for Best Picture, Best Actor, Dustin Hoffman, Best Director, Best Writing, and won Golden Globes for Best Motion Picture Drama and Best Actor, Dustin Hoffman. When car dealer Charlie Babbitt learns that his estranged father has died, he returns home to Cincinnati, where he discovers he has an autistic older brother named Raymond, that his father's $3 million fortune is being left to the mental institution in which Raymond Lives. Motivated by his father's money, Charlie checks Raymond out of the facility in order to return with him to Los Angeles. The brothers' cross country trip ends up changing both of their lives. Mm-hmm. So here are the trailers for both movies, uh, the ad for the podcast, The Importance of Seeing Ernest, and then we'll be back in just a second. In one square mile of this saloon lies the greatest concentration of wealth in the world. Yes. But how was a bartender? To get his hands on any of it. This is the big time. Are you ready for the big time, young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it.
1: This isn't what I ordered! Angel Get your act together, white wine! All right! Now, what was it that you ordered? A martini What's in
0: that? There are many ways to fool a customer. You will learn them all. Yes, Obi-Wan. You get the women, you get the bucks. And you can see the color of their panties, and you know you've got talent. Stick with me, son, I'll make you a star.
1: I want you guys working for me! This is a real opportunity. Jet-set bartenders, right? The Caribbean, Jamaica, man. Have a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps? Bartender with a line for everything. (laughs) The bartender. Now, he's about to be swept off his feet. Wish we could stay here forever. By the one thing he didn't expect. Don't tell me Brian Flanagan is in love. lady's going to do a number on you, mate. This is more than just a one-night stand. You made a move on her? I'm your friend, you dumbass! I don't have any friends! Ask them
0: now, that is for sure! Your sexy little smile's not going to work this time. What
1: the hell is this? That's for you. $10,000? Is that all your daughter's worth? You think I'm letting some bartender walk into my family? I love you. I want to marry you. Throw this bum out of here! You're so hung up on money. You see this? Jordan? This is how hung up on the I am. And as for the way I feel about you, I guess you'll never know.
0: So I'm an excellent driver. He has me drive slow on the driveway. There's only 28 miles on the odometer since I drove it a week ago last Saturday. It should be more than 28 miles. What is this? Who so is this guy?
1: Raymond is your brother. My brother? I
0: I don't have a brother. Easy, cool, connect to them. Drive, booms easy, cool, connect to them. Dry bones, easy connected them. bones, now hear the word of, the Lord. of course, I'm an excellent driver. You know how to drive? Yeah.
1: Uh, right, uh, minute. Drive, uh, you uh, never, uh, never uh, touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear me? Of course I don't have my underwear. What? them bones, them bones, gonna. Walk around them bone, bones, them bones, gone. Walk around a
0: them bones. hear the word of the lord you're
1: using raymond you're using me you use everybody i'm using raymond 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 am i using you am i using you raymond
0: yeah
1: shut up he is answering a question from a half hour ago disconnect
0: them bones them Drive bones disconnect them bones them Drive bones disconnect them bones them Drive bones Quite a trip, huh? Yeah.
1: Uh Uh-huh. What happened this past week? Dance with Charlie Babbitt. You want to learn how to dance? Yeah. Dance with your brother? I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a little silly. What else did you do? Kiss Susanna. Did you enjoy kissing a woman? I don't know. How was that?
0: Wet. (laughs) Wet? Yeah. (laughs) Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, in a Barry Levinson film.
1: I like having you
0: for my brother. I'm an excellent driver.
1: I hear the word of the Lord. Hey, life got you down? Are the bills piling up? The in laws driving you crazy? Do you pine away for a simpler time? We'll take a trip back with us, a time where
0: a single man could save Christmas, go to jail, get scared stupid, and proceed to write again. This is the importance of seeing Ernest podcast, the comprehensive and encyclopedia
1: compendium of all things Ernest P. Worrell, actor Jim Varney's greatest creation. Tune in every month as three friends and occasionally a guest or two navigate the silly, playful, and family-friendly waters of Ernest in a not-so-family-friendly way. We have a hell of a time reliving these childhood memories, and we invite you to join us in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app of choice.
0: Eww. Okay, so a couple quick things for both movies here. And you know what? I didn't actually have a whole bunch of background stuff on Cocktail, um, except that uh, the, the one thing that I thought was kind of funny, the um, the love scene with Tom Cruise and Gina Gershon. Uh, when they're in bed together. yeah. That actually was a take where he found out, I guess Tom Cruise found out that Gina Gershon was very ticklish. Okay. And so he just started tickling her. Oh. And they were like rolling around all over the place, and they fell mm-hmm. off the bed, and they were filming the whole thing, so they decided, ah, we'll just use that as the sex scene. Good on him for that. As you do. So uh, that's one of the only things, really, that I pulled up for Cocktail. Uh, for Rain Man, there were a couple of kind of interesting things. This was Hans Zimmer's first score for a Hollywood production. So, early okay. okay. score for him. Um, uh, let's see, on um, on Oprah, I don't know if this was the time on Oprah when he jumped on the couch or not, but uh, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman said that the farting in the phone booth scene, there's mm-hmm. a scene where he's mm-hmm. on the phone trying to call back, you know, to find out, I don't know if it was about his business or to call yeah. one of the doctors, yeah. and, and, um, and Dustin Hoffman, you know, Raymond starts going, you know, fart farted. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. apparently, that whole scene was improvised when Dustin Hoffman actually farted in the phone booth, and he's like, "Ah, I'm just gonna go with it." Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman said it's his favorite scene ever.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, Dustin Hoffman also said that he really wasn't sure the film was going to be any good, and I guess three weeks into making the movie, he went to the director and he's like, "You know what? Get somebody else. I, this sucks." I'm not, this is horrible. This is going to be the worst movie I've ever made. You need to fire me and go find somebody else to play this part. And obviously they didn't, and he won the Oscar for it, and everything else is history. Such is good. Um, this one I thought was kind of interesting. The actor Michael Caine uh, revealed that Tom Cruise's performance in Rain Man was one of his personal favorites of all he'd ever seen on film. Okay. Uh, Michael Caine found out later in his adult life that he had a brother he had never been told about who lived most of his life in a place called Cane Hill Mental Hospital, um, he had epilepsy, and he wasn't yeah. able to be a part of normal society. Um, so this, I found this on IMDb, and it says, with great sincerity, he said that, quote, Tom's performance was beautifully done. Dustin had the showy part. Uh, he said that Tom's performance required great discipline and a responsibility to draw the viewer into Raymond's point of view, as well as portray the painful acceptance of the limitations his brother's condition placed on their level of intimacy with each other as brothers so he appreciated tom cruise's acting in that piece to kind of go through the process of yeah. oh my god i've got this brother i wish he'd just snap out of this mental you know right mental issue that he has but he's never going to snap out of it and by the end of the movie i come to realize that and yeah and i'm not such a jerk about it anymore right um yeah so okay cocktail kind of sounds like you're not a fan of cocktail
1: yeah, I...
0: Had you ever seen it before?
1: I Bits and pieces, maybe. Okay. Uh, bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah, I... Okay, like, mm-hmm. it's like, what's next? I mean, I, I really... Mm-hmm. They made a movie about bartending. Yeah. And it was like... Not that... Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was like they tried to make it into something that it wasn't. So they're left mm-hmm. with what's the driving, motivating force behind these guys? Yeah. Is it a business? Right. Well then make it about opening the business and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Is it a morality play where they're trying to figure out, you know, these guys have no moral compass and they, mm-hmm. you know they're, they treat people badly and leave it in the wake and all that kind of stuff culminating in the guy committing suicide and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is it about Tom Cruise being the kid from the wrong side of the tracks trying to fight his way into this mm-hmm. it, it it there i mean and it all seemed to kind of come around to them doing funny stunts at the bar mm-hmm. and it's like okay i get those and yeah that was entertaining and had all the 80s cheese that you need and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but it's like if there was actually like what are we what are we watching here mm-hmm. i think that those scenes would have been entertaining in this case it's kind of like you know well, I don't know. There's nothing I can say that's family friendly, but it's it's like something that's completely <laughs> mm-hmm. useless. Like yeah. you have these these fun scenes at the bar, mm-hmm. but it's 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 not it, it's. It, there's no movie in there to really enjoy. Like I didn't sure. I didn't see which way it was going, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, so maybe you know maybe the movie just doesn't. If the movie had not taken itself so seriously, mm-hmm. then okay, this just this could just be entertaining. But it was like all these little codlin's laws and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We should be kind of laughing at those and thinking they're silly and all that kind of stuff But we don't because they keep coming back and and treating them like these hallowed laws Mm -hmm. and the way that that guy was portrayed Is he was always like super serious about it It was like no You got to be tongue-in-cheek if you're gonna put some cheese up there like that Okay, well the guy actually had suicidal tendencies and maybe we should have noticed that all along Okay, well then you're not taking yourself seriously and you shouldn't have all these dorky little like frill kind of scenes You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Days and Confused. Days and Confused had mm-hmm. all sorts of, you know, kind of cheesy frill lines and scenes and all that. But the movie didn't take itself seriously. Right. So what are we left with after seeing Days and Confused? Okay, that's fantasy. You know, the, the real world of, you know, abusing drugs, alcohol, and all this kind of stuff is kind of more sinister. But the movie didn't take itself seriously, so we can kind of laugh at it. Right. Quotable. All this movie, it was like, Okay, you're not taking yourself seriously, and then the main character, one of the main characters, is committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Did you? I mm-hmm. mean, that was like, I'm just like, I. Mm-hmm. This none of this is lining up, and, and it's where are we going with it? Yeah. So that was my.
0: Yeah, taking. it was it was a little bit. I had never seen it before. I mean, other than, other than knowing the scenes that you see on you know YouTube or when they show, like a. a Bunch of different scenes from '80s movies, and you see right. Tom Cruise, you know, flipping right. back all right. the all the bottles and everything, and I, and just and knowing that part of it, that's all I had seen before, um, but had not seen the movie from start to finish. You know, it was, and I saw some of the bad reviews for it before watching the movie, mm-hmm. and then I watched the movie and I was like, you know what, I I wouldn't give it a five percent. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to say this is my favorite movie ever, and I'm not even going to say that this is a movie I would go back and rewatch. I've seen it. Yeah. I'm happy that I've seen it. It was fine. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't anything... I didn't watch this movie and I was like, oh, I just wasted an hour and a half of my time. Yeah. I didn't feel like that. Like, I was I was entertained enough that I could I could watch this movie and I didn't have to think too much about it. Mm-hmm. And I could just I could watch them do the bar tricks and the things like that. But part of it, too, was kind of what you've said is it kind of... I don't know that it knew what direction it wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wanted to show him... Learning how to be a great bartender because he had all that trouble in the beginning of not being able to mix the drinks and not knowing How the drinks were made if this is going to be like I think it was was it gene Siskel or one of the ones that said this is basically an extended beer commercial Mm -hmm. Then show me how he learns to make these drinks like that would be interesting to me. I don't know how to mix drinks. Yeah I would be curious to see the training that a bartender goes Give me a montage of that. That's perfect. How those people know If you walk up and and give them all these crazy names for these crazy drinks, how do they know how to make it? Like, how are they not constantly checking some kind of a menu to say, oh, okay, well, I need to have, like, three parts of this and two parts of this. And I, um, you know, went one time, little story that, you know, if Bo was here, he could back it up for me. Um, It was, like, the week before I got married. Bo and I went out. There was a, a little bar that we used to like to go to in Highwood mm-hmm. on occasion where was uh, it? called the Wooden Nickel. Okay. It's not where it used to be. It's like back behind where it used to be now, but uh tiny little place, not a very big place at all. And uh, But I had some, having gone down to University of Illinois, I had some favorite drinks that I had had at some of the bars down there in central Illinois. Came back up here and, and he and I were there and I think they were they had like a maybe like a guy that was doing some 80s cover music mm-hmm. that night. And... Uh, I went to go order uh, a couple of shots for us, and I was like, here we go, I'm going to get you a shot, I think you're going to enjoy it. So I went up to the bar and was like, um, can I get a, a two prairie fires? Mm-hmm. Well a prairie fire is a mixture of tequila and Tabasco sauce, mm-hmm. right? So. I used to just order that all the time. I'd walk up to the bar, and uh, if I was out at the bar with some of my friends, and if we were going to do a shot or two, I'd go up to the bar. I'd just order it, no problem. The guys down in central Illinois, they knew how to make it. Mm-hmm. I come back up here, I order the Prairie Fire, and the guy just stares at me. He's like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's uh, it's tequila and Tabasco sauce. He's like, oh, all right. I don't think anything else of it. Apparently, what the guy does is he mixes it so that it's it's supposed to be two-thirds tequila, (laughs) one-third Tabasco. He flips it? He flips it. It's two-thirds Tabasco sauce, one-third tequila. He watered the drink down with Tabasco. Basically, it tasted like hot, rotting catfish. And that's not what that shot is supposed to taste like. It's supposed to be hot, Yeah. but it's not supposed to taste like that. And I remember Bo and I, we took our shot and, and, and it was like, this was kind of like an extended bachelor party that, yeah. that he and I were on and right, both right tried before to my wedding. Out, like, why do and you he do and I are like staring at each other. And I think at some point we both ended up back in the bathroom. Yeah. And I think we both said to each other, Bo, Bo was like, what have you done to me? <laughs> what have <laughs> you done? done? This <laughs> isn't the way it's supposed to and be, I think, I, And I think I'm there going, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and I've apologized repeatedly to Bo okay. for that, but I'm like, I don't feel like that was my fault. I right. kind of feel like the bartender should have known it's,
1: that.
0: It's not my fault. Is it, Is it's not it? my fault. It, I was Lando in that yeah. situation. Hello. Um, but, I, I mean, it's that kind of stuff. Like, how do they know how to make all these drinks? I know that I know stuff in my job because I've had all the training and I, yeah. all that stuff. But if I'm going to go watch a Batman movie... If it's the first Batman movie of, of a trilogy or something like that, I want to see how he becomes Batman. Like, right. I want to see that training. Yeah. How does he know? Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Yeah. How does he know yeah. how to do all that stuff? Yeah. I wanted to see, when he struggled so much at the beginning with that, yeah. I wanted to see part of that. Yeah. Let's see the training of it. Yeah. It ended up just being, oh, he's a natural at flipping bottles. and Yeah. Ended, there, was no, there was no process. It just magically happened. Yeah. Now you also had like the the day school stuff where he's in yeah. classes and he's falling asleep and it, yeah. so it felt like it was trying to be a a combination of like a the secret of my success or a Wall Street or a, something yeah. like that. It was part that part. Uh, let's throw some alcohol around. Yeah, and it was, it, and then you went to Jamaica
1: for a little bit, and yeah, then it, and then even the day school it was kind of mm-hmm. like you haven't been out there. You don't. How do you know that guy hasn't been out in the real world? Right. And number one, number two, is this a 100-level class? Because, yeah, it's real easy to yell at the guy that's teaching the 100-level class mm-hmm. that's teaching you the basics of a business and the mm-hmm. whole other kind of thing. You didn't explain how you knew the inner line better than him. Right. I mean, like, like where, where where is that coming from? Like, how do you know better than him? Otherwise, you're some punk kid that's going to go out and your business is going to shut down because you don't know how to run a business Mm -hmm.
0: because, I mean... Well, and and with some of these movies, at least with the Michael J. Fox one, The Secret of My Success, at least that one was still... Because it was Michael J. Fox. So at least that one, like you said, I don't think it took itself too seriously. Right. It was meant to be part comedy. Yeah. This one... And and Wall Street is not meant to be comedy at all. So I, I get that one. This one... I, I watched this movie, and I'm like, you know what? There, I like Tom Cruise as an actor. Yeah. Like, I like his action movies. I like him as, a, as an actor. Some of his early stuff, he spends a good portion of the time just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, just being this selfish, egotistical kid. Yeah. And in this movie, I don't know that there was a whole lot to redeem him. No, he's a jerk. Like, I didn't like him. Like, no. There are, there are plenty of times in his other movies. We're going to talk about Rain Man in a second. In that movie, he starts off as a, a huge jerk. Like the way he treats his brother, the way he treats his girlfriend, the way he treats pretty much everybody—is right. his dad, is it whoever? But at least by the end of the movie, he's redeemed himself and he's changed yeah. in a certain way. In this movie, it just—it was all a little bit too disjointed, and yeah, you know, when he when he kind of fell in love with the girl, and then on a bet, on a dare, yeah, he goes and sleeps bucks. with the other woman, yeah, and then well, <laughs> so here's so maybe maybe this is like part of joining the the Me Too movement or the or, yeah. or the other stuff. It gets to the end of the movie, and She's, and he's trying to apologize to her, but his apology is like a non-apology apology. Well, yeah, and he's was, like, "It was he's her like, fault." Well, when a, right, it was her yeah, fault. He's I'm, like, "Well, when a guy dares you, I'm like, what? What? Yeah, I. This is what is this the forties? Yeah, <laughs>
1: well, I don't think they did they even do that in the forties. I, I mean, I, you know, I mean, the jerks did. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I, I would be like, I'm sitting there like, what are you? What are you saying? First of all, yeah. it's Elizabeth's shoe. Don't say that to Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. But what are you even talking? You're, right. you're gonna turn your apology into, well, it's kind of your fault that you did. Yeah. Huh? I got two things to say. Yeah. Number one, let's say I'm not a parent. Okay.
1: Then I'm gonna watch him, like, continue to dig his grave, mm-hmm. light himself on fire, and throw himself in the grave that mm-hmm. he just dug, and then I'm gonna move in and just be like, watch this guy like sink himself, mm-hmm. okay. But now I'm a father, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. worry about how can I move in on Elizabeth shoe. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to be sitting there saying, what happens if that
0: was my daughter? Right. That got like... Well, if you're the dad later in yeah. the movie who... Like, I, I totally understand yeah. why the dad's reacting the way he is. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I kind of have a feeling that when the people made this movie... Yeah. They weren't expecting that the audience... And, and maybe it's just me as the audience member, but they weren't expecting that the audience would like side with the dad well
1: yeah i think, <laughs> I, think that, you're,
0: I think you're supposed to side with tom cruise on this because he's the but he's the attractive a, young actor yeah and but even before there like, mm. even before
1: i'd be like yeah kick that guy to the curb i'll mm-hmm. move in like forget that guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know he's mm-hmm. i know he's much mm-hmm. better looking than me that's okay but mm-hmm. i'm not going to do that to I, you i guarantee over, you, i will not <laughs> over 50 bucks yeah i that made that there was that, that made any sense yeah and yeah i do side with the dad but of course they write the dad to be a jerk so then and then he stands on the, well, I'm going to prove it to you. Like, no, you don't have a moral mm-hmm. high ground. Right. And then I'm thinking, like, well, wait a minute. He kind of had a, a, a fling with this girl for, what, two days? Mm-hmm. And now he's like, oh, she was the girl for me, and I mm-hmm. blew it. After two days? Mm-hmm. You you know that she... And then you're upset, and then she's upset. And we're all up here like they'd been dated or betrothed to be married. Or, mm-hmm. Like, at least give us the... Like, rewrite the movie so... He meets her while he's learning to be a bartender. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But like, and then after a year, maybe mm-hmm. he's. Uh, and don't throw the pregnancy into it. Yeah, and then there was that. Yeah. And that was. So, I mean, okay, are we dealing with a guy trying to come back after infidelity? Yeah. And I mean, put the, put the question in there that says, okay, he came back after a year and he's saying, yeah, I, I blew it. Will yeah. you have me back? And right. blah, 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 Not blah, blah. And after like blah. two days. <laughs> Not after like two days. Yeah. And then and then put that question in there like, would you, wouldn't you? Okay, well that leaves us with something. Mm-hmm. Or make it all tongue in cheek and that's okay and everything ends happy. Uh, right. You know, where the movie doesn't take Twi- itself too seriously. Twins? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. That that movie was just a clutch. And yeah, he was a jerk. Yeah. And there was no redeeming thing. And that would, uh, I don't know. Because yeah. then I'm like, oh, this is a romantic comedy. I hate this stuff. <laughs> and then at the very end he walks in and the guy offs himself
0: Right. and I was like, like well that's not well, where, I don't remember that in a romantic comedy yeah where did that come from mm-hmm. I mean
1: yeah it was really and the guy that was playing that buddy of his just looked like he was phoning it in I mean I've yeah. only seen him in a couple other things but right. that was not a good role for him no that I, or maybe it was a great role and it just right maybe the I don't know yeah I wasn't a fan I yeah. wasn't a fan of this
0: Yeah. Um, You know, like I said, I saw it once. I don't think I'll go back and see it again. But if anybody asks me, I can now say I've seen Cocktail.
1: Yeah.
0: So so we go from probably the, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, the lowest rated... Tom Cruise movie of 1988, when he had two movies this year, uh, lowest one to the highest one that mm-hmm. won a whole bunch of awards, we go to Rain Man, mm-hmm. and you you said you didn't get a chance to watch this one this now, time. Now I, I've
1: seen scenes, and yeah. like
0: I remember the... Well, and it's Rain Man, and everybody who knows... Phone scene, and I remember
1: right. my parents talking about it, and other than Top Gun, I'm totally preempting your question, mm-hmm. sorry, other no, than no, Top no, Gun, no. which I, I want to say I saw Top Gun when it came out. Okay. And so I would have been eight or nine when okay. I saw Top Gun. Yeah. I mean, I love Top Gun. Yeah. But that and Rain Man were like my two experiences with did Tom you Cruise. I never saw Rain Man as a kid, but my okay. parents did, and they would talk about oh, it. Oh, they you. And so that and that was the first time that it clicked that oh the guy playing Maverick mm-hmm. is the guy playing whatever the guy in yep. Rain Man was. As a kid, Char- I, Charlie Charlie Pabbit. Okay, Charlie, I started Charlie Pabbitt. <laughs> I I started to process that. Whereas just about every other movie, it was oh no that's Pete Mitchell. Oh, that's yes. Charlie Babbitt. That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. So yeah. I remember kind of interacting this movie when my parents went and saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a movie I've seen several times. Like I, I didn't see it. I don't think I saw it anywhere near when it came out, but probably, probably high school was maybe one of the first times that I saw this movie. Okay. And I really liked it. I, I mean, I like, think it's a really solid movie. Really good. Um, you know, it's. It's a movie that I think for the time that it came out, you have some characters in the movie that when, when he tells other people, you know he goes to that one kind of small town mm-hmm. and he tries to find the psychiatrist or the doctor, and the nurse is like, wait, you, your brother's artistic? Mm-hmm. So, so what's his problem? He's artistic? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 autistic. And I think this is this is coming at a time when it's not a well-known Issue. It's not yeah. a well-known thing that you could say, well, someone has autism. And, you know, the general public is not necessarily going to know what that is. Whereas now we, you know, it's, it's very well-known and you have some of the controversy surrounding, you know, whether people vaccinate their kids because they're worried that they're going to be autism. Thankfully that Jenny McCarthy
1: solved that for us.
0: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Dear heaven, I'm glad that we've got the experts on the case <laughs> with that one. Boy, I'm glad. Probably all
0: on social media, too.
1: I, I'm going to... Your favorite. <laughs> I have a question for you there. Yeah. I a serious one, though. I was wondering, like, and this might be preempting, the, does it hold up? And I'm going to watch it mm-hmm. cover to cover. Yeah. How does the outlook of what autism is, because like you said, yeah. 30 years ago, even how do we educate mm-hmm. students with special needs? Uh, I mean, even up to this very day is mm-hmm. evolving in that we used to have, you know, we talked about self-contained classrooms, mm-hmm. and then there was the... Um, the one law that I should remember, but that was like least restrictive environment yeah. was something yeah. that we worked with. And then that became and now yeah. we're going away from self contained classrooms because mm-hmm. kids know when they go there they're like, Oh, I'm going to the special classroom it's been labeled. And, yeah. and it becomes mm-hmm. labels. Right. Many of the labels are are very negative. Right. Um, so I mean that's like a constantly evolving mm-hmm. thing that happens.
0: that's how did how did that hold, like when you watched it and you were started to talk about it? Yeah. Were, I I think as a, and and I'm not a I'm not a special education teacher, but as a teacher who has had students in my class who have, you know, varying degrees of autism mm-hmm. or or some Well, now it's being on the spectrum. To, right, it's not like you have it or you don't. Right. It's like where it's, do there's you a fall? spectrum of how high functioning you are and 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 all of that. So the technical piece of it, you know, I, I don't have as much knowledge as like one of our friends who's a special education teacher would. Um, you know, I think I think for being a movie from the '80s that is covering a topic like this, that um, you know, I, I don't want I don't even want to say it'd be risky. I think I think today it would be riskier for an actor like a Dustin Hoffman, who's not disabled in any way, to play a disabled person. I think Mm -hmm. people might get upset about that now and say, well, why don't you have a disabled actor play the disabled? Did you hear that, um, I'm totally interrupting your train of thought, but did you hear
1: that um, uh, Black Widow was going to play uh, uh, someone that was transitioning in a film about someone transitioning from, I believe, male to female, female to male or male to female. Uh And there was, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. and she's, was, she's
0: another one that I would defend from anybody who that would right. Try to and they said, break "Well, her heart.
1: hold on a second. Why do we have someone that isn't mm-hmm. transitioning? Yeah, playing someone that is. Why don't we find an actor
0: or an actress mm-hmm. that is?" And well, it's the them same them thing about on. her being the uh, was it the Ghost in the Shell movie? Okay, where that's meant to be a Japanese. Okay. character and right. Scarlett Johansson was playing it and they were like whoa 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 whoa. Yeah. Why is a, well, why is a, why is a white girl playing <laughs> Well, she pulled back. Okay.
1: It's funny cuz she pulled back and she just says uh she says I I am paraphrasing, but nice I saw it. the thing she just said, you know what? I don't this mm-hmm. there's raw nerves
0: that she doesn't want to like step yeah. on and all that. So Well, and, and good for her for doing that. I she that might there'll be some of the some of the backlash from that Ghost in the Shell movie it might have it could be. prompted her to do that so, too. But yeah. So you know, that would be the
1: interesting question. Yeah. And is, I feel like that's
0: the question you'd get today. If this movie were made today, right. I feel like that would be one of the issues is people will be like, Whoa, 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 why is Dustin Hoffman doing this? We need to have And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. Like I'm not I'm not saying, you know, those people who say that kind of stuff are horrible. I'm just saying No I think that would come up today if it was made today. Right. For when it was made, I think it did a pretty good job yeah. of trying to dispel some okay. myths and rumors. and like It for, wasn't a
1: caricature.
0: No. I don't feel like it. I feel like... I feel like there might have been bits and pieces that you could look at as a little bit mm-hmm. of a caricature. But I think... There were a couple of different things that I read that said this movie did a, a great job of... Breaking some of the myths Mm -hmm. around autism, Mm -hmm. this movie is also responsible for starting some myths about autism. So I think it's kind of a give and take, kind of a deal. Is that you? It's it's obviously it's an actor who is not autistic himself, right? And so you know you're not going to get a 100% perfect portrayal of what it's like, and and you're trying to do this in a two hour movie, right? Um, And it's a movie, and it's a movie. It's a jumping off point. It's not yeah, right? So. I think that I think some of the positives of it are it does show that you can you can have someone who is autistic, who can be very high functioning, um, you know, that this is not necessarily a, you know, now we talk about being on a spectrum. It's not necessarily a debilitating um, you know issue that someone has to live with. But I think some of the other things that it started was I think a lot of people started to assume that oh well all autistic people can count cards and mm-hmm. they can you know rattle off math facts and they right. can like do all this other stuff and and they all are OCD and they're right. other, so wait, I wait, think then, you're it, saying as a society
1: we looked at one example of people from a certain group and judged everybody from that group the same way maybe we did that back at 30 maybe, years ago
0: yeah boy I'm, <laughs> I, for one, am really glad that we've progressed. I'm, yeah, we've we've made it really far. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Well, I mean, we would or wouldn't. I I don't even know which. <laughs> it's the double negative uh-huh. thing that smart yeah. people have mm-hmm. said that
1: it was a big success. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway. <laughs> no, but I, no, I get your. <laughs> but statement. yeah. So I I think I think give and take. I yeah. think that yes, it does hold up because I'm watching this movie as an educator, and when I first watched this movie, I had not learned any of the stuff that I know now about Mm -hmm. autism or students who have been in my class as a teacher who are in special education or have an IEP or for those not in education, it's individualized education Mm -hmm. plan. and um, You know, those type of things that we do to help accommodate um, students to be as mainstream as possible in our classrooms. Um, This is the first time I think I've watched this movie since having taught for... 10 years, 12 years, Mm -hmm. 13 years, however long I'd been in the classroom, Um, and I don't think I saw any glaring examples of stuff where I was like, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not, that's a horrible portrayal of, I think that when you look at the heart of this movie, even if they get some stuff wrong, even if it's an actor, if it's Dustin Hoffman who does not have a disability, Mm -hmm. playing a character who does, I think the heart of this movie is trying to get across the idea that, hey look, this is him. He's not gonna snap out of it. You know, no matter how many times you yell at him. And no ma- there was a scene, I think, where Tom Cruise is like pacing back and forth outside of the car, and he, he says something to the effect that, I know you're in there. You're, you're playing this stupid game with me, and you're acting like this, and, you're, and he's calling him all these names, and he's insulting him, he's like, I know you're in there. No, that's him, he's not He's not acting. He's not He's not acting like a child. That's how he acts. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he's... I also read somewhere that... I'm interrupting myself now. Um, I read somewhere that when the oh, the director thought that one of the funniest comment cards they got from a an early preview of the movie was somebody wrote down, I really hoped that at some point the little guy would just snap out of it. And he's like, to me that's kind of funny. Because that person didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like the point of this movie is trying to get across the idea to you that this is him. Like mm-hmm. this is this is how he lives, this is how he thinks. It's not it's not something you can snap out of. Right. And I think that at the heart of the movie, whether it gets things wrong or, or gets things right, I think the heart of it is still there and I think it is something that can stand up today yeah. and still be something that you could watch and say, you know, maybe there's some stuff in there that's outdated or misguided or, or whatever. But the heart behind it yeah. is good. And it's do we, solid. And, and, yeah. and do,
1: would we would we see some of those things in today's day and age? Right. You know, like maybe a, me, a metric as a society, like have we progressed? Mm-hmm. So well, that's cool. Yeah. My mother worked at a center uh, with students with uh, special mm-hmm. needs, uh, music therapy, yeah. which as she was getting that degree, that was a very not futurist, a uh, forward-thinking yeah. thing for when she got the there. Progressive, day. But she was, if you Yeah, will. but she, she got, and she worked as a music therapist at a, at a center, um, uh, serving people that, you know, with, with all sorts of needs. Yeah. But she and my dad, like I said, they talked about this movie a whole lot, and I remember her telling me parts of it, well, what's that happen? What's that happen? And of course, she, they both said, well, you'll love the opening, you'll love the opening scene, and I still do, you yeah. know, when they're dropping <laughs> the Countach. With all now. the cars, yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know she really enjoyed the movie and i want to ask i want to rewatch it and ask her just you know because that was her thing um tangent what about bob came out mm-hmm. she did not like that movie at all okay and i was like well, you know why is it you know she's not a slapstick because it, it, kind of it was a comedy i think so and maybe okay. and i don't remember it enough and i didn't even process it as a kid i just processed it as a comedy and bob yeah. was kind of a funny guy she goes There's people that really have Mm -hmm. that kind of a a need or that kind of a disability, whatever the correct term, disability, or that kind of a a disorder, obsessive Mm -hmm. Why are we laughing at it?
0: Which is funny that you bring up What About Bob? Because apparently one of the early, when the script was written for this, the person they had in mind, I believe, to play um, Raymond, Mm -hmm. the Rain Man, was Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. So... If you had, and I think that Dustin Hoffman was going to play Charlie, the brother. So then you get into this. I mean, not to say that Bill Murray can't do a serious role, mm-hmm. but at that point in his career, he you're was not hired, doing serious hiring roles. Hiring someone for comedy. So was that a case where? Were they hiring him for comedy or was this a case where they were hiring him and he was wanting to try to do some kind of a breakout role that would mean, you know, like when Robin Williams first started doing serious stuff like Good Morning Vietnam or yeah. um, Dead Poets Society or, and people were like, wait a minute, he, he's the comedian. Why is he doing serious roles? Yeah. When an actor does something like that, I don't know. I don't know if that was a thing where Bill Murray was like, I'd like to try something more dramatic. Yeah. Or if it was a hey, I can I can totally you know act like uh, like somebody who's not altogether there upstairs, or I don't know, and I'm not going to put words in his mouth to say what he said. But
1: and and it's the movie. There's a director. There's a script. I mean, I mean how, what's being written? How is he right. being used? What's but I written? but I
0: wonder if the reason that that um, you know your mom didn't care for that other one was if it was treating it lightly and treating it as a comedy hmm. versus this one, who there are comedic moments in this one. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It, it's it's comedic moments because it's almost like, and I think we've, I think I've used this phrase before. It's like a, it's a sweet comedic moment. Wow. It's not a, you know, I'm, what's that German word, Schadenfreude, where yeah. you enjoy seeing the the yeah. falling down of others, the you know, the yeah. mishaps of others. It's not that. It's more of a. It's funny because he just he just doesn't know, and we're not laughing at him. We're right. laughing because of the situation. Well,
1: and that's, that gets you know into the whole discussion of what's appropriate and what's not. I think we've got to laugh as a society. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to laugh. The Irish, I mean, and I'm half Irish. Mm-hmm. I, well, more than half Irish, believe it or not. But I mean, the Irish, and you look at... As a people, tradition—I mean, they talk about—and sometimes the joke is well, the Irish laugh and the thing, and the you know the waking Ned Divine. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about yeah. the Irish humor at a funeral, and oh, a, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, and much of that is because sometimes that's kind of you know, mm-hmm. that's the way to get through life, and sometimes you got to just laugh because oh my gosh, this this is an awkward situation for everybody. It has to be delicate, and you know, you you don't want it to be laughing at somebody. But in the same token, there's going to be funny mm-hmm. things that come up, yeah. and I, I'll this is this is something completely different. But there was a I was at a parent teacher conference, and there was a thing It was starting to get tense, and the, the, there was something that the, the parents were going off about it, an incident that had happened in mm-hmm. the student's life, and they were talking about it, and I started to get the giggle. I mean, I started mm-hmm. to laugh because I'm just like, mm-hmm. it was so awful. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it. And it wasn't like the child had been hurt or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but I remember it was just really tense because it's like they're describing this situation that would in a movie would be humorous, but they were really upset about it. And it was like what finally broke the tension is that uh, uh, one of our social workers came in. Brian came in. I mean, what a great guy, phenomenal social worker, and everything. He came in and the he's like, "What happened?" And they described it. He goes, "Oh my gosh, that's awful!" Like, and it was like, "Okay." And then everyone kind of (laughs) chuckled a little bit because it was like. What else are you going to do? Right. I, it's so, I, again, I want to watch the specific scenes, and mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to laugh at someone, but it's just like, sometimes you've got no other choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, dear, dear Lord, what are right.
0: we, you know? And this movie, I think, does a good job of what Cocktail did not do, yeah. where Tom Cruise really comes across as a jerk. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are several times in this movie you just want to punch him. Yeah. You just want to wring his neck. But then you have those little moments of... He's connecting with his brother. Yeah, and you you know, as as someone who has worked with you know, I know this is an adult, but as someone who's worked with children, and I've had students in my class that are that were somewhere on the autism spectrum. Um, you know, you just you you know that, this some of their behaviors might be annoying to you. They're not doing it to annoy you. No, like this is how their brain functions in a different way than yours does. So yeah. the way you think makes sense doesn't necessarily make sense to them and there's nothing wrong with that that's how they live their life that's how that's how they process the the you know their environment and everything around them and he's got all these moments of he's calling him names he's calling him you know all kinds of stuff that i'm not going to say he's insulting him he's getting you know sick and tired of all this stuff and he and i can imagine if i was if i was somebody who had just had um a, a very you know, a very dependent person dropped in my lap in that kind of a situation, although he kidnapped him, um, you know, if I had a very dependent person with special needs drop in, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't react in some similar ways. You know, I wouldn't use the same language he did, I, I would try not to be as frustrated as he did, but I can see where if you haven't lived with that, which is why I think you know parents who, sometimes we've had parents who have students with special needs, yeah. and I know that sometimes teachers are like, oh my God, you don't wanna mess with that parent, like that parent is just crazy. They are demanding stuff all the time. But on the flip side of that, I'd be like, well, you know what though? If I was that parent, and that was my child, and I knew that I had to fight mm-hmm. for everything that that child needs, you probably would view me as that kind of parent too, because I've lived with that child since they were born. And I I know that kind of stuff, and so I look at his performance. And while I wanted to punch Tom Cruise several times, yeah. I'm also watching this going. You know what? Would I be any different? I don't know that I would. Well, yeah, I would hope that I would be a little different because <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not, well, I'm not. I don't start the movie with the same attitude as I gotta get money. I gotta get money. Yeah. I need the. You know, I'm gonna. You know, bend the rules. I'm gonna. That's not my personality. So I kind of hope some of that. I'd start off on a different foot. But at the same time, I can't totally fault him for. His performance and the way he's doing all this other stuff. Because I think that's a fairly true portrayal of, I think a lot of people would be that way. Yeah. Like, you're going to get frustrated because you're just not used to it. And yeah. he's only spent, what does he say? He's only spent six days with him. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and I think, And by the end, he
0: redeems himself. And by the end, it's, they have that moment where they kind of touch their heads together. Yeah. And, you know, he says, I love, you know, I love that you're my big brother and, yeah you know, that kind of stuff. And, and I think from a
1: movie perspective, you're seeing a, a well-written character. Yeah that it makes sense. He is a jerk, but there's a line of thought where you can see where that came from. Yeah. Good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent, you can see where that came from. Right. You can see a progression. You can, um, um, Cocktail was very slipshod in terms of like, why is he place, doing yeah. this? He's <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of like the boyish charm kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Wait, now he's trying to be the wounded here? Like, mm-hmm. why?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, And then you're left with what what is the matter, like, why do you why are you acting like that? Right. Like, what is the matter with you? And, and they don't ever explain it. They don't ever explain right. what the matter is. Why is he acting like that? 50 right. bucks? Like. <laughs> we're, we're still caught up on the 50 bucks thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but why, like, mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, genius, if someone says, I dare you, it's not a good idea. Yeah, no. And if someone <laughs> says, I dare you, and I'm gonna throw 50 bucks into mm-hmm. it, guess what, it's not a good mm-hmm. idea.
0: I'm sure that there are some fine people who went uh, into fraternities in college I did not I don't want to I don't want to like lay stereotypes on top of an entire group of people I didn't really have very good experiences with people that I knew that were in fraternities in college mm-hmm. and that kind of stereotypical thing of like the frat boy mm-hmm. kinda, that's kind of the Tom Cruise in cocktail yeah is like the why oh, dare you to do it it's 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 like the bro, you know, the yeah. kind of like the bro mentality of the. It but he didn't really, have that mentality it, throughout.
1: No. It would like pop up like wait, right. What? Where did yeah. it come from? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. And the thing about. And I, again,
0: Elizabeth shoe, fifty bucks. Come on.
1: Really, really, dude, right. like that. that is, really. Mm-hmm. So when you woke up this morning, that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Was, was that your plan? <laughs> when you woke up this morning, mm-hmm. like that. You think that's a good plan? Mm-hmm. I must say that an awful lot, like, because I say that to kids too. Just like mm-hmm. when they do something stupid, i like, "Was that was that part of your plan? Like, do you have something?" When you woke up this morning. Was that? <laughs> was that is this mm-hmm. is this your is this your grand scheme? Like, is mm-hmm. this your solution for something? I mean, is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me you've thought this out, and you just mm-hmm. got to explain your strategy. Yeah. So I, I use that on my kids too. Like, you'll be doing something like, like this is your plan? Like every day this week mm-hmm. you've done this, and I've reacted this way, and now you're doing like is mm-hmm. this part? So the other day, like my dad. It was not the other day. It was in the middle of winter, which we still had in April. So right. it was April, and we yeah. had five inches so was the of other snow. Day. Yeah. And Dominic pulls, uh, dad, my 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 dad pulls into the driveway,
0: mm-hmm. and he is he driven. a good driver? My dad is he good? Is he an excellent driver? Yes. Would you say he's an excellent driver? Yes. Does he drive slow in the driveway. Yeah. Only on, only is this on, a movie on, that only I'm on see? My, It's Rain Man. Oh, see, <laughs> yeah. I need to see it. Oh, I'm sorry, I've let <laughs> you down. I'm an, I'm an excellent driver. I have failed. Dad lets me drive in the in the driveway real slow. I'm <laughs> an excellent driver. <laughs> Not on Mondays. Only.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. I can hear it now. You know. So, anyways, my dad pulls in. Yeah. But he pulled a little bit over the grass, which you couldn't <laughs> see because, mm-hmm. like, I'm done shoveling when it's able get to the snow, kind. and, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's snowing. And I just went to work and mm-hmm. whatever. Honestly, God, I think it was a day I brought my bike and didn't know it was going to snow. I rode okay. in and it was snowing. It, anyways. Yeah. We I get home and we go pick up Dominic at the bus stop. My dad and I walk down together because my folks watch him on a certain day. We come walking up and I guess I use that line a lot. <laughs> Dominic goes up and you can see where the snow is melting. Mm-hmm. How the car pulled right through the grass and angled and it was part in the grass. Did you
0: say that to your dad.
1: He looks over at his grandpa and he goes, "So Papa, was that your plan to drive through the grass?" <laughs> <laughs> and there's a thing in, this, in my family and my brother talks about it all the time. And it's like the Canegallo men. You do. If you question the driving, be ready for an argument. <laughs> Honestly, debate uh-huh. movies, that, yeah. which is, makes this whole thing hilarious because yeah. it's like if someone comes off and says they love a movie and someone else is just like, wait, wait, that movie sucked. Be ready for... I mm-hmm. mean, it's like you think that someone... But anyways, uh-huh. so like that, was that your plan? Like, is that yeah. is? And he says that to his grandpa, his papa, he says... Oh, Papa! Was that your plan to drive to Orlando this morning? And keeps on walking, and my dad's just like, "Oh man!" And we start laughing. My mom is in tears; she cries up. Oh my gosh! It was funny because, and I'm just like, "Well, he must have got."
0: You're like a Darth Vader moment. Your father has trained you well.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm like. Was this mm-hmm. wh- was this yep. your plan? But I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're seeing then a good movie and mm-hmm. and a character that follows an arc. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like it's like walking in someone's shoes. And I'm going to relate it to something completely different. Uh, and I'm not going to mention any teachers by name, mm-hmm. but you'd crack up if I mentioned them. Yeah. Anyways, I had a, I'll it. I'll probably know what you're talking about. But I had a, 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 a with a colleague, there, a, a situation came up, and something had happened, and it wasn't my fault, but it was a situation that it, it called for me to say, "Hey, I'm sorry," because mm-hmm. you know. And I went to this this colleague, and I just said, "Yeah, well, I'm really sorry. Can we make it right?" Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, and he, you know, it was a situation, and I did have to apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't make. You know, it wasn't right. my transgression. You weren't at fault, but, but yeah. I, <laughs> as the person in charge, I was responsible. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Three months later, four months later, all of a sudden they were involved in they were involved in a situation, mm-hmm. and it was I, I was totally free and clear of it. Mm-hmm. But they were like, oh man, they kind of having a rough day. And I'm like, well, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, and all of a sudden uh, this colleague of mine looked and said, yeah. I'm feeling probably how you felt when I came to you about the situation and it was like a complete and he's like, I'm sorry about that because I'm just like, don't (laughs) worry, it's fine." But -hmm. it's like one of those things that you're describing. It's really you need to walk in someone else's shoes and Mm -hmm. people can't do that. I'd like to think people could learn to do that. I I try to do that on a daily basis. But it's like, please try to walk in someone else's shoes and see. And like you said, unless someone has uh, a child. That has a special need, or unless you work with someone that has a special need, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to fully necessarily comprehend. Mm -hmm. Now, you'd like to think, maybe I'll be more humble, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll... uh,
0: But there's a day in and day out experience that makes a difference. You can watch a movie and be like, I empathize with that situation. That's not the same as living in that situation day in and day out. And even in this movie, he's only with his brother for a week. Yeah. Would things be, you know, he's he's got this rosy picture of what it's like to be... And not necessarily rosy picture. You know, it, it was it was a rough week. But right. if he lived with his brother, and I think that's the point the doctors were trying to make at the end of the movie, they're like, you can't give your brother the quality of life he needs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he needs to come back to the institution, because he can't live independently. He almost sets fire to their apartment at one right. point. And it, it's like, he can't necessarily live independently. He needs structure he needs his routine he, he needs yeah. his other stuff um you know you keep you, you, you lived with him for six six days right. like try try six weeks six months right it's not going to work and, and sometimes the way you think it's going to work and,
1: and sometimes it's like are we setting them up to fail mm-hmm. too and i've there's been times in my class that i've had students that you know, and mm-hmm. and and many times I always try to I try to approach normally. I sure as heck try and speak with our special education experts right. to make sure I'm following you know the plan. But I I see that in a lot of the discussions about students with special needs, where it's just like, what are the strengths? What are the what are the realistic expectations? And so if you move beyond those realistic expectations, mm-hmm. then are we setting them up to fail? Right. And then that's usually where what teachers have to make the accommodations so Mm -hmm. we're not do you get what I'm saying so that's kind of like the end of this movie what are we setting and in many ways you know I I know it's different but in many ways that was kind of like has been my growth as a parent is when the kids are really young I mean there were times that my mom would just kind of like okay be calm and Mm -hmm. you know when I'd, I'd be like dude this is happening this is happening and they're like you know like Danielle was throwing a temper tantrum. Dominic's throwing a temper tantrum. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'd be like, the heck, and you know, i <laughs> I'm not I'm not proud of this, but there's a couple knuckle marks in the wall where it mm-hmm. was just like I lost it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? They're up they were upset about food or they were, it was something I'm yeah. I'm rambling. But my mom just said, Yeah, they're trying to tell you, but they're three. Mm-hmm. They can't form they can't tell you. Right. So that's why you're seeing this behavior. They are telling you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in the same thing. Like that's just where a child in their right. where they are th- that's why that's happening. Right. So you've you've gotta kind of like read the whole situation. Right. Walk in their shoes. What do they see? And mm-hmm. and that's where when you see something like this and you, you see that growth that I'm guessing I'm gonna see in the movie based mm-hmm. on what you said, where yep. and this is a guy that's not even approaching it with an open mind, right, but you see that growth of yeah, you can't yell at them. You can't that's not that's not what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, before we wrap up, yeah. I have a horrible, horrible question to ask you that I did not prepare you for one favorite Tom Cruise movie. Okay. okay. Oh
1: no! Goes <laughs> protocol.
0: No Rogue
1: Nation. <laughs> so you can't do one. No, I can. Rogue Nation. This is this is gonna be the Pringles thing. Bam, Bam. can't done. just do one. Rogue Nation. hmm Done. Okay. Done. That's it. D U N done. Okay. Yeah, Rogue Nation is awesome. Okay. I'm, I i don't want to spoil. More our, than Top Gun? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Top Gun was like the knee jerk, like, okay. but you know what, Rogue Nation.
0: I don't remember if I saw Rogue Nation. Either. Oh, John. I feel like I did, but. John. i got to go back and watch it again. Tonight. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe right now. Sharon? Yeah, I no, no, Rogue <laughs> Nation. Okay, I think I did. Rogue Nation. Oh my gosh! Okay, it, I gotta go back. in
0: I think I saw it.
1: I. I mean, if the new Mission Impossible movie, uh-huh. it, like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. for our two hundredth episode, we're we're yeah. thinking of some big things. That might. You've now
0: decided Rogue Nation is our two hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Rogue Nation minute. No, I Jeff mean, has all these notes on other things we're gonna talk about. It. Nope. Rogue Nation. <laughs> is the Google Doc up? And I just missed yeah, it. it's, up, it's up. Okay, yeah. shoot. i have on this. Oh no, so. nobody's done anything on it yet. So
1: okay, okay, I gotta yeah. look at the list then.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we well have, there is no list yet. You okay. gotta make your own list.
1: Do we get told what we're making the list of, or is this like the video for game? The, mist? For the 200. is this like mist? <laughs> it's like
0: mist. You have to figure it out. Mist and ribbon. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I hated those games. I played those games forever, and I, they're just parts I could not. I can't. To. I don't. Um,
1: I don't play video games because I just don't have the attention span for yeah. it. I get bored, of it. and then I thought. Dude, Mist. I bet you that's my long lost game. I should check out Mist. Mm-hmm. So I like downloaded a version on my that's phone. That's not was a
0: game for for somebody who doesn't have the attention span to play normal video games. Yeah, no. I'm just like I'm just like
1: I'm so bored right now. I gotta go do <laughs> like I gotta go read a book. And uh-huh. so I just went back. Okay, I'm gonna play Mike Tyson Punch Out for five you, minutes,
0: and then it'll be good. You know it's bad when you get a video game and you're like. I'm so bored right now. I need to go read a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but but anyway, no. The Google Doc is up, so you can just put your. I will. It's but, like it's comfort movies and um, and uh, guilty pleasure movies. Okay. okay. So yeah. Okay. You can put those in. I'm there. just gonna say Rogue Nation number one. Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, okay. and I, the, the stuff that guy does in it, and I mean, hmm. it's just like he. I cannot. I love watching Tom Cruise. I mean, mm-hmm. he is easy on the eyes. He acts. I, Okay, maybe he's a horrible... I don't know. People mm-hmm. can judge. I have fun watching the guy act yeah. on screen. The characters he brings to life. The, And I'll tell you, man, Rogue Nation. I mean, some of the stunts he pulls off. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, spoilers. Well, it's been in all the trailers and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's hanging on the side of the plane. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's hanging on the side of a plane. Y- yeah. That's not but a green
0: screen. He does his actual stuff. Or a blue so, yeah. screen.
1: or But, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, even that they'd put actors and they'd flip the plane and have him just hang mm-hmm. it like it would be in a soundstage somewhere. Yeah. He had to wear special contacts because there was a debris from the mm-hmm. runway flying into his eyes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just like... Then you follow that up with the um, uh, the motorcycle chase. Yeah. It's in that movie that... Dude, I'm hard-pressed to find a better bike chase scene. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, the great Steve McQueen and Great Escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah. for... But yeah, in that movie. And then he can pull off the comedy and... Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Put that movie up. I, I, yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise. Yeah, definitely, def, okay. definitely, definitely, Rogue Nation. All right. Definitely Rogue Nation. What do you got? Reverse the question. You
0: turned into Rain Man for a second. I yeah, did. Definitely, definitely Rogue Nation. Yeah. Watching it, watching it tonight. Oh, in half an hour, eight o'clock. Yeah. Lights out at eleven. Um. I, you know what? I. I think I'm gonna say The Last Samurai. I really like that movie. Excellent movie. Yeah. yeah. I really like that movie. I. Top Gun, really really fun. The original, the first Mission Impossible. I loved that movie. I watched it over and over and over again. Yeah, uh, saw it in the theater when it, like close to the day it came out. I think. Um, but I think Last Samurai. I think just overall that movie. I just enjoyed the look and feel of that movie. I just mm-hmm. thought it was really well done. Um, so if I had like overall favorite Tom Cruise movie, I think I'd probably say Last Samurai. Oh yeah, really like that one. All right, I think that's going to do it. This has been like a, a two-hour extravaganza of, of everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I that's going to do it for our Tom Cruise stuff. Uh, I think we've got a couple more episodes before... We get to the two hundredth. Okay. Um, so we've got a few more until we get to two hundred. Uh, I believe those are going to be, and probably in this order, um, we're, we're moving into August, and August is kind of our month of the critically acclaimed movies of nineteen oh, eighty-eight. Okay. So a uh, little, little more maybe dramatic or uh, movies that won awards or you know the critics really enjoyed. So, Gorillas in the Mist will be one of them, Uh, Tequila Sunrise will be another, The Accidental Tourist will be another one, and Dangerous Liaisons will be another one. So those are kind of our August movies, but then in there we're also going to throw in that 200th episode, and I think we've kind of narrowed it down to what are the guilty pleasure movies or the comfort movies, you know, the ones that you are either embarrassed that you enjoy, um, other people think that they're bad but you think it's a really Mm -hmm. great movie, or the movies that just like... It's late at night, or you're just sitting around and you're like, I'm going to throw a movie on. Okay. What would be your comfort movies that you'd throw on right away? So basically, for you, it's Dunkirk and Rogue Nation. Dunkirk and Rogue Nation. Well, I don't want to give it all away, but... Well, I know, but that's, that's... Like... I gave you five spaces on the list for each one of these, like, comfort movies of all time, <laughs> comfort movies of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm you know, yeah. guilty pleasure movies of all time, guilty... Pleasure, if you want to just take all the 20 spaces I left for you and just put, like, Rogue Nation, Dunkirk, Rogue Nation, Dunkirk, <laughs> Nation, by, Dunkirk Rogue Nation, Dunkirk. If I'm, hey, you Does. know what,
1: if I, if you're on a desert island, mm-hmm. you get one CD, or, yeah. I'm sorry, one DVD or album, Blu-ray or, or Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. one album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, for the movie persona, it would be, yeah, Dunkirk.
0: Would it? Okay. <coughs> Dunkirk or Rogue Nation? Dunkirk. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that one's clear <laughs> yeah. and above, but Tom okay. Kru- yeah, I mean. Okay, all right, okay. All right, so if you have anything else, if you have any uh, stuff that you want to share before we get to our 200th episode, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Let us know. Uh, You can find us on iTunes or any of the other places that you get your podcasts. We're on Google Play and and all that different stuff. Um, We interact a lot on Twitter, so if you want to find us there, we're at 30podcast. 30podcast at gmail.com is our email address. We have a voicemail line, too. Um, That is 872-356-6843 if you want to call in. Um... We had somebody call in, it looked like a British phone number oh. the other day, but nothing got left as a message. So it was like three seconds and I heard like a couple of clicks and then all of a sudden poof, So uh-huh. I don't know if it was a British telemarketer trying to call us or, or what was happening. We'll buy your stuff. Right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Pat will buy your stuff. I'm not going to buy your stuff, but Pat will. Um, but, but yeah, so... Depending on what could be. Depending on what it is. Could yeah. Um If, it's a, if it's a $50 bet, then probably not. Yep. Uh, depending on what the bet's for. Yeah. But, you know... Um, yeah, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. We are on Instagram, all those different places, all the social media stuff that Pat, hate, that Pat hates. Uh, we are on. We so, use it for good, great. man. Count... We do. We use our powers for good. The so.
1: only answer for bad social media is mm-hmm. good social media.
0: It's good social media. And that's what we try to be. Alright, so this has been our Tom Cruise doubleheader. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Pat. Hey, thanks, John. So, we will be back here next time, most likely with Gorillas in the Mist. Um... And then beyond that, we've got our other movies that I listed off for August: Grills in the Mist, Tequila Sunrise, Axel Tourist, Dangerous Liaisons, and our 200th episode uh, coming up here really soon. So uh, for the rest of us at the 30-Something Movie Podcast, thank you, everybody. Um, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will see you back here next week. And we have each other. To-